Yes, and we are awaiting your home improvement questions either by phone or by text, and the phones are already ringing. Andy, good to see you. Good to see you. Had a good week, I presume? We did. Uh, much better uh, weather since uh, the last time I talked to you, although a little bit of drizzle today, but uh, I think well, we actually still have a lot of crews out because of this afternoon. Looks like it's going to be actually pretty nice. Today and tomorrow. Yeah. I, 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 the crews don't generally work on Sundays, right? Not generally, although yeah. it has happened. Well, in, in necessity is the mother of invention, as yes, they say. So yes, it sometimes is. Sometimes it's it's necessary. Um, you know, I was looking at some, some old information that uh, we talked about a long time ago uh, over the years. And once in a while you talk about storm chasers. I know we're going to talk about some other stuff, but have you been hearing anything this season, this this building season? Oh, well, for sure. You know, uh, with uh, we, there was a, a few little storms, nothing catastrophic here. Yeah, but right. I talk to people throughout the country, and it's it's a trend. No matter what city you go into, if there's hail damage, there's there's horror stories about about storm chasers. So I, I always caution people if if we do have any bad hail or any type of wind, which we had more tornadic activity. At least uh, we've been dealing with a lot of customers that that are doing that. If you go to our Facebook page, you can see some of our before and afters of some of these, some of these storms have really wreak some havoc. And and we had emergency crews out right away, tarping things, dealing with our customers. And that's one of the nice things when you, when you choose to work with a local contractor. Should you have anything go bad on your home, or you have another storm hit, you already have that relationship. So it's 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 a little easier. Well, at least it was for us. When I'm getting text messages Sunday night that we we just had a tornado come through, we have water coming through a roof, and we're able to, Ugh. you know, mobilize the rapid response team and and get them out there right away. And we were even a couple of neighborhoods we had to get into. We we brought chainsaws with. We had to cut our way into the neighborhoods. That's how that's how bad it was. Wow. There was that many trees down. It was it was it was pretty crazy. And 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 for every horror story I hear from a roofer, these these guys, these tree removal guys coming in and. I've seen thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar bills people weren't expecting to pay, Ooh, and insurance isn't ouch. covering it. It's 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 pretty crazy. So when you do have stuff happen, you need to be able to take a breath and and work with somebody that you call out to your house. And before you sign anything, make sure you have it all figured out with your insurance company because there's there's a lot of ways uh, where people are 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 stuck with out of pocket expenses they weren't expecting. Yeah. I'll tell you what, let's uh, let's invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. If you have any kind of a home improvement question for Andy, 651-989-9226, or send a text, same number, 651-989-9226. I was looking at that forecast, and uh, today it's going to be near 64. Nice. Near 62 tomorrow, and then by Friday, the high will be around 43. So we're starting to get into that area of... Uh, Colder weather coming up. Let's talk a little bit about insulation. You, you taught us several years ago about insulation is one thing, but ventilation mm-hmm. is as important. It Something is. I never thought about before. It is, and um, this has been a double-edged sword for us for 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 this year with with the polar vortex that we had last year. Um, we've really emphasized with all of our people going out to people's houses because the one nice part about about fifty below. It really, really does show you what's going on in a house. The pressure differences from the inside temperature to the outside temperature were were, were so great. The, the frost that we saw in attics, the 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 lack of ventilation that uh, was really causing some issues, really led us to sit down and take a look at what we're doing and how we're doing it. And we made, we made some small changes this year. 
and and we were talking beforehand, say uh, an ordinary leaf guard job. Now you add softened fascia onto that leaf guard job. What used to be a one day job is now turning into a three day job. So my lead times aren't aren't as great as as I'd like them to be. You know, I, I'd like to I'd like to be in that four to six week range, but. We're not quite there, so uh, we're we're booking out a little bit farther than we like. But I truly do believe that we're helping houses get better, way more better than just adding LeafGuard. LeafGuard is a great product, but if we can really talk about your your ventilation and your intake, which we're we, we find deficient intake way more than we find deficient uh, roof vents, it, it seems. So if we can tackle those issues and really help the home get more comfortable, and more importantly, not have to worry about, you know, I saw thousands of dollars worth of damage because of ice dams and because of, of moisture getting in the attic. And if we can avoid that, then I'll, I'll, I'm okay with the lead times. What about uh, windows, another important uh, element? <laughs> windows and doors after last week, and uh, windows and doors more so than insulation are, are the number one calls that we got. I really? Think people really started to feel the, the draftiness coming through their front doors. Uh, they got that one or two windows that have really been a window they haven't liked for years, and now this cold weather hits, and, and uh, yeah, our phones were ringing off the hook Monday and Tuesday. So we, uh, we have a lot of people looking for the, that type of work, but, yeah, that's, uh, it's an easy way to lower your energy costs and, more importantly, make your house more comfortable is replacing either a door or a window or sometimes it's the entire house, but more often than not, uh, the majority of our customers, it's five windows or fewer. And I, I noticed something uh, years ago, too, um, is that in some cases, besides the energy efficiency, mm-hmm. it's quieter. It is. You don't hear so much uh, outside noise. Yeah, I uh, the first time I put windows in a house, oh, it was my first house. I was 19, 20 years old, and my neighbor, and uh, Wes, if you're listening, I love you, but your dogs were crazy loud. <laughs> and uh, I lived, uh, I was living in St. Cloud near the Frigidaire factory, if anybody knows where that is. Uh, and I added triple pane windows, and it changed my life. We were able to sleep better. The dogs were never waking us up yeah. in the morning, and they're they're much more energy efficient. And that's uh, and as a guy that was estimating windows, never really talked about the sound quality. But you know, I'm a a, a guy that grew up out in the country, so you're never really worrying about the city noise. And yeah. and all of a sudden, I'm on a on a city street for the first time in my life, and ambulances are going by, and sirens, and and uh, my neighbor's dogs, and boy. Makes make a, a big, big difference. difference. Yeah, absolutely. All right, tell you what, Andy, let's uh, let's take a bit of a break here. We're in the midst of our home improvement show presented every week by our friends like Andy at Lindis Construction. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, call in your question or send the text to Andy. We're talking home improvement at 651-989-9226. Good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show around every Saturday here in the 9 o'clock hour on CCO. And uh, Denny Long here with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. I haven't spelled it yet, L-I-N-D-U-S. Call in your home improvement question for Andy or send a text if that's easier. Again, the same number, the phone number and the text number are the same, 651-989-9226. Uh, speaking, Andy, of the phones, let's uh, go back to the phones. Brian calling from Bloomington. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. What can we do for you? So I've been calling. I need to get the insulation in my home upgraded. I've been calling around a couple contractors that have come out and look at it. And one contractor that I talked to, that just to get a quote from another company and then send it to us, which seemed a little hinky to me. So needless to say, they're probably out of the running. 
can I determine who's a good and knowledgeable installation contractor? What do I, what questions do I ask, or you know, what do I look out for? Well, um, have you had a an installation quote done yet? I had one done, yes. Okay. Did you guys talk about attic air sealing at all? Uh, it was kind of mentioned in passing. It was just mentioned that that's something they would do. Okay. Um if 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 you're not getting demonstrated specifically what is going to happen for attic air sealing, what your current R value is, what your ventilation situation is, and do you, do you know what kind of diagnostic tools were were used during the quote, Brian? No. So the, that's a good clue. Um, the way I explained it to a buddy of mine is if you go to a doctor's office and they don't look at anything, they don't take an x-ray, they don't look at the MRI, they don't use any tools to look at you to just tell you that you need surgery, you're probably not going to use that doctor. Um, the same can go on a house. If, if you're not getting demonstrated exactly what's happening, what your current situation is, and what this fix is going to do for your house in the future, you might want to get more estimates. And and, and to be honest with you, Brian, the most of the good insulators I know right now are, are booked through November at least. So December looks like about the earliest a lot of insulators can get out that, that, that are really good at what they do. So a couple of clues. If they can get out right away and install your work next week, chances are that they haven't done a good job with the rest of their stuff because they don't have a good backlog. Just just knowing what I know of the contractors the good contractors across the Twin Cities metro area. Um, but you really need to, to – you should have a lot of questions answered during the quote process. So we try to do as, as much as is possible. Just for instance, when, when we come out to the house, the tools that we may have are a blower door. Not always, but a lot of times we, we, we can get a blower door involved. We're going to have infrared imaging. We're going to go around with, a, with an electric smoke stick. It just uh, puts out a water vapor. They can really start to see where, where the, the air is moving in your house. We're going to be using, uh, sometimes we'll, we'll put a black light up in the, in the attic so we can actually see where any water damage or stains are. You're going to know your exact ratio of soffit venting to roof venting. You're going to know your exact... Uh, our value currently, what we can get to, and more specifically, we're going to show you five, six things that we're going to seal up in your attic to ensure that no more water, vapor, or air movement is happening through your your insulation. Because just adding insulation is just like adding, I don't know, another filter. It can help, but it's not going to solve a lot of the issues that the polar vortex created in attics last year. So, um, and, and you hit the nail on the head. If a guy just says, get a quote from another company and, <laughs> and send it to yeah. me, if he's not, he or she isn't willing enough to even come out and look at your house in the first place, how willing are they going to be to do the job the right way when they actually get the work is, is what I would ask myself there. And then can you add, can you find them after the job is done? Correct. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's key. Can I just say this to Brian and listeners, uh, call 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Call Linda's Construction. Yeah. We'll, we'll, you guys will be straight with you. You come out when you can yeah. to do the analysis and, and let you know. And it's free for us to come out and do the diagnostic work that, that we do and to take a look at your house. We don't we don't charge for that. We'll get in your attic. We'll tell you exactly what we're seeing and 
and and and if it doesn't need to be fixed, we won't. We'll let you know. Yeah. Um, we have enough work. We don't need to manufacture it. <laughs> if that's true, there you go, Brian. Thank you. Good luck with that. Uh, I think Lisa North Branch has an insulation question. If I'm correct, uh, Lisa. Good morning. Hello, hello. Are you there, Lisa? No, I think. Uh, are you there? Hello. No. I'm here. Okay, go hey. ahead. Go ahead with your question, Lisa. Hi, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, we've got our uh, our basement walls um, in an older house, and there um, the paint is like bubbling and kind of mildewy. Um, it's all it's dry, but it's all kind of flaking off. Is there a a, a good way to to get rid of that and kind of fix the the foundation walls up? Well, yeah, you're, it's going to require some scraping and maybe some sanding, but you want to get rid of any of the loose, uh, the loose paint. And then you can, uh, there, there's a couple different brands of, of like paint made for basement walls that supposedly lock out the moisture, but chances are if it's flaking off already, there was some moisture in the past. Did you do something to correct that or that you say it's a dry moisture now or, or has it just been dry since you've been there? It's been dry since we've been here. Um, we've been in the house for seven years. Okay. And it was built in 26. So it just might be old paint. Yeah, yeah, and there's not there's no heat source in the basement at all. Um, we have uh, radiators. Okay. And so there's, there's no heat down there. So in the winter, it does get, you know, quite cold. Um, but the walls are dry. Well, that's good, that yeah. part. So it's just uh, a matter of removing the paint and, and, and painting the walls. And in any paint store you go to. Get a wire you, brush. Yeah. And get yeah. elbow grease. <laughs> All that go fun for that. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like okay. you said, there's dry lock. There's certain paints, coverings that yeah. you can use. And to not that uh, whatever paint down there, but you said it's a 1920s house. Yeah. So I, it's. We do find it at times when we're when we're testing for lead on interior well, paints. We find it more on on the exterior of paint, but it might be worth it when you go to the paint store just to get one of them little testing kits. So, if you if you do find it that it is uh, has lead in it, you can take the right steps to remove it. Good point. Good point. All right. Good luck with that, Lisa. Charlie, you're going to be next. Hang on. And if you have a text question, same number applies: six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. And good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. Denny along with Andy Lindis helping you out with your home improvement question. Call it in or text it in if that's easier. Same number, 651-989-9226. Okay, Andy, let's, uh, we have a lot, of, a lot of questions about insulation. I guess it's natural time of year mm-hmm. for people inquiring about that. If yours is uh, about insulation, fine. We'll feel that uh, as well. Let's uh, talk to Charlie, though. Charlie's calling from Bloomington. Charlie, you're on with Andy. I live with my son, and it's about a 50-year-old house. He had the floor all refinished and everything about 10 years ago, and his, the ceiling is all filled up down in the basement. But I got a 93-year-old neighbor that says, he, he says, put talcum powder on. And I tried baby powder, and it didn't work. I was wondering if there's any kind of a product 
that you can put on to prevent the creaking of the of the wood. And we get that question from time to time. Yeah, and outside of I've heard the talcum powder thing, but I've never heard anybody use it and and say, "Hey, that was that was it. That was that's what the floors were missing." Um, it can help a little bit, but it, you got to remember, you know, floors are going to move. Wood floors expand and contract with with moisture throughout the season. Um, can you always get them to 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 not be creaky? Sometimes, but usually it's with refasting and putting more screws in and and things of that nature. Um, I think Charlie said too. It's it sounded like a finished basement area. Where you yeah, can't, you, can't. you can't. No really access. Get to that, and but uh, refasting from the top sometimes is an option. Sometimes it's wood creaky floors with carpet over the top of it. So doing being able to do some of that, I've, I've seen that work in the past. But not knowing where the joists are, it'd be a, a tough deal. But um, if baby powder didn't work, I wouldn't say try more of it. I just I've never heard of that solution, Denny. I don't know. Have you? I've never heard anybody use that and have it work. I've heard of people using it, but not not with great results. No, fortunately, when I found that problem, mm-hmm. creaky floors, I still have access underneath where you can. Yep. You know, put that put little, the L clip and yes, yeah. and screw down and pull that subfloor down uh, down tighter. Yep. Yeah. However, that's not Charlie's son's issue. That's a finished basement, which is uh, I don't know. Unless you start taking things apart, what's the answer? That's uh, it's there is you no got to refasten fasten it. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's a, it's a fastening issue in order to get rid of that, and even that on a on a house that what do you say was ninety years old? Yeah, you know it. That's going to be a, a, a tough road to hold. Yeah, indeed. Boy, Charlie, that's a tough one. Good luck. 651-989-9226. I don't know if there's another uh, chemical or another. Uh, uh, Who knows? <laughs> I've never they heard come out with stuff all the time. That's true. We may get a listener <laughs> to say, I solved mine by putting uh, <laughs> olive oil. <laughs> sure. Noise canceling earphones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, let's get back to the text. I don't want to forget about these uh, folks either. Um, Home improvement question. We have been in our home for 20 years. We have always had plumbing problems. We keep our drains clear, and still the kitchen sink must be drained slowly or it'll back up. Now, if we shower upstairs, the kitchen sink backs up. We have had a plumber out many times. They clean out the drain, though this does not solve the problem. Seems to me like there is an air or suction problem. Thank you for any response. I would guess some kind of a ventilation problem, right? Yes. I would. Uh, I think they're on the right track. Some type of an air issue. It's a ventilation issue. So I would deal with a plumber and have them look at that and make sure that your plumbing vent is free and clear or hooked up properly. And, and, and it could be a combination of how the, the, all the drains and plumbing works because they're, they're talking about if they run one bathroom and this one doesn't drain that much. And yeah. It's, it, it's not a drain issue. It's a, it's, a, it's a vent issue for sure. I would think a plumber would know that, though. Yeah, um, unless they're just calling, like, the Roto-Rooter guys and, mm. and they're coming out and it's just what they do is drain clean. Then, then one. I would start with a an actual plumber and and make be upfront that you think it's a venting issue and that's what you want inspected. Okay, very good. Again, six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. That number is used for the phone call or the text if uh, if you prefer. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Larry is calling from Maple Grove. Larry, you're on with Andy. 
Hey, thank you. Hey, I, have a, I live in Maple Grove, and I have a home that's mostly cathedral ceilings that was built in the late 70s. So I know the insulation there is not up to par. Is there any way to re-insulate a cathedral ceiling or suggestions on how mm-hmm. to better insulate yeah. a cathedral ceiling? When's the last time uh, you had a roof put on, Larry? Uh, about 15 years ago. Um. Typically, when when we're going now, is is there a way to maybe get in there and blow some insulation uh, and and try to refill the cavity with any of the settling that you had? Yeah, um, but how much good is that going to do to go through that expense? Pro- probably not a lot. But if when next time you do a roof, there's some options that you have there with a insulated decking, pulling up the decking and spray foaming. Um, there's there's two or three different things that we can do in, on those types of homes that really do make a difference. Um, for instance, uh, my house in in Wisconsin. I have uh, it's an old four square farmhouse. The new addition on on that side of the house is pushing thirty years old, although we we still call it the new addition. Um, not enough insulation in there. So we did some things that when, when we redo the roof with sidewall flashing and foam insulation that I really don't have to worry about ice damming anymore in that area. And we've done some, uh, things with, with these types of roofs too, where we just put down three inches of foam and put a metal roof over the top of that. So it gets rid of any of the ice damming, or we can, like I said, pull up the deck, pull out all the old insulation, spray foam it, uh, fill the cavity completely full with cellulose then. And then put a false deck on with a fascia vent, so you're getting some airflow going through there. Outside of that, uh, those two those two options, I wouldn't try to retrofit anything without redoing the roof or redoing the interior ceilings. All right. Uh, thank you, Larry. Uh, Gene in Stillwater is next up on the phone. Uh, Gene, you are on with Andy. Gene. Good morning, Andy. I've got. I'm finishing off the basement. Um, some of the walls have that. Um, milky plastic on it. That's probably a fire retardant plastic. Just um, a, a vapor barrier. The wall, vapor barrier. The other walls have the clear plastic between the block and the stud walls. Yep. And it's insulated. Yep. Before I put rock on, maybe for a question for the inspector also, do I need to put that vapor barrier? No. No, the okay. vapor barrier is on the between the the studs and the and the concrete. Okay. Otherwise, what you're going to end up doing is just trapping insulation in the in, or moisture in the insulation. I believe if you if you're putting plastic on both sides of the stud wall, then then that that's going to act as your vapor barrier. So if you if you put it both right there, it's just going to trap the moisture. You don't want that. No. All right, Gene. Thanks for the call. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. A uh, texter says this, we can hear a dripping in our attic during cold weather. We've been unable to identify the source of the drip and are concerned that there could be a moisture problem or insulation problem in the attic. We don't know where the dripping goes. Is this something you could help with? Yeah, for sure. And Have I you mean, heard that problem before? Yeah, and, and the key word that, that I'm picking out there is in cold weather. Um, which leads me to believe it's an attic air sealing issue. So what's happening is warm air with water vapor is traveling up from your house into your attic. It's meeting a cold surface. It's creating condensation, and that condensation then is dripping down onto something. And, yeah, that that drip 
although one drip by itself isn't going to be a lot of damage. But over time, it's going to settle that insulation. It can lead to mold. And if you get up in your attic when it's really below zero and you start to see frosty nail heads that start to rust, um, you start to see – I've seen all sheetrock actually just – or uh, all, all the sheeting actually just rot out. It's something that uh, for as little of a, as, of a fix as it sometimes can be and for, for what it costs to actually address your attic the proper way – It'd be silly not to at least get it inspected and and see what is exactly happening there. And if it's something that can be fixed cheap, then then go for it. But if it if it's hard to find, chances are it's going to be hard to damage a lot of things. And when I say that, if it's hard to find for my guys using the diagnostic tools that they do, chances are my guys going to look at you and go, "Yeah, I probably don't need to address this right now." But here's what we're finding. Okay. Uh, I should uh, give the phone number again if somebody wants. may not be insulation, maybe wanting a new deck, something like that. Yeah, for sure. You're still getting calls about that too, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, uh, good, smart people planning for next year. Plan ahead. 1-800-LEAFGUARD mm-hmm. is the easiest number to remember. Uh, I have an attic space, Texter says, above an unheated, uninsulated garage. Ventilated soffits, but no venting along roof peak. Would venting help remove some heat in the summer? I like turtle shell venting or ridgeline vents. Uh, for sure. Um, so what you're having happening there is, well, the soffit vents probably aren't doing anything. And I don't know if the soffit's blocked or or anything, but the the warm air is going to go to the highest point inside that garage. If it's open rafters, that's going to be at the peak of the roof. So I would look at putting a ridge vent in there. Um, now, you know, it doesn't really take that much then to make it a insulated space in a heated garage. And from a guy that has one, there's nothing quite oh. like a heated garage once you have one. Having that car thought out in the wintertime, and it's just a, uh, it's a good feeling to have for sure. Boy, I'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what, let's take a quick break here. We're inviting our listeners uh, to join in, if you uh, have a, a home improvement type of question, call it in or text it in. Again, it's the same number uh, for either 651-989-9226. Call it in or text in it. And good morning. Welcome back to our home improvement show here on WCCO. Danny along with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Uh, we've got a line open if you want to call in your question for Andy. 651-989-9226. And again, that's the same number used for your text uh, messages. Um, <laughs> let's, we're going to grab a text that I think is right up your alley. But Kevin in Minnetonka has a, a question for you. Kevin, go ahead with your question. Uh, good morning, Andy. Uh, former very satisfied customer of Lindus, and we recently purchased a home built in the uh, mid-'80s, and it's got a small uh, root cellar area that, uh, we're obviously had some significant variations in humidity. We'd just like to understand what you guys could do in terms of controlling the humidity in there for turning it into more of a wine cellar and uh, area for canned vegetables and things. So we appreciate your insight. Thanks. Yeah, no problem. Um, there's some things that you can do to, to vent those, but uh, my experience uh, with some spray foam and a good dehumidification unit, when I say a good dehumidification unit, um, the one I just put... I'll just put it this way. Um, so I, I built my garage last year, and I used barnwood. Um, it's not real barnwood. It's uh, made by this company in Pepin, Wisconsin called Forever Barnwood. Uh, it's made to look like barnwood. I just really liked the color, and I liked how it was going to be installed. So I installed it on my garage, 
and didn't think anything about the, the, the humidity that my garage is going to have. You know, mind you, it's brand new cement, so that's that's leaching moisture all the time. And I'm in my garage. It sounds like a gun goes off. And I'm like, what in the heck is going on around here? I I I I, I go outside. I I yell at my 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 oldest son to see if he's shooting a gun. For for whatever reason, we do live out in the country, so it's 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 not normal to have guns going off, but it's not abnormal either. And uh, I go back in my garage and I hear it again, bang! And here it is. Uh, it's 91 percent humidity in my garage at this point. My my wood is expanding to a point where it's blowing off the walls. Whoa! So, and I drug my feet on getting this this dehumidification system, the Santa Fe model. It's a it's a twelve hundred dollar dehumidifier, but it's going to take me two weeks to get it. So I go and I spend like four hundred and fifty dollars on two units at at Menards, and then I grab one from my house that uh, we have in our upstairs. It's a small unit, so I have three different units going on. Well, my while I'm waiting that month to to get my 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 good dehumidification unit. My electric bill went up $175 Ooh. that month, and my humidity only went down by like 20%. And those three units were running constantly. Wow. This one unit takes out way more moisture and costs me about $12 a month to run. And it, it's running and, it, and it's controlling the moisture all in one garage. So spray foam with a high-quality dehumidification system can really start to make the, all the difference in the world in places like that. and. We have some experience of uh, changing out those old root cellars or crawl spaces into wine cellars or mm. more of a livable space. And more importantly, if you do have a room built above this, it's, it's, it's a really easy way with spray foam to make it a much more comfortable floor for the room above the root cellar. That's what I want. Yeah, that's my next project. Next project? Yep. yep. Cool. Get that done. All right. Uh, let's talk to uh, David, who's calling from my uh, Elk River. Uh, David, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hi, uh, good morning. I have an attached three-car garage that I would like to set up as a combination wood shop and garage for the two cars. And I have about one and a half walls that are exposed. You know, there's half the house is, or half the garage is connected to the house. And they are finished with sheetrock. And my question is, is it... Better to blow in insulation uh, into the in, uninsulated part or take the sheetrock off and put pads of insulation in. Blow. Um, and if you're looking for my two types, of, two types of insulation that I would classify as my favorite, spray foam number one, cellulose number two, just from the attic air sealing that, that cellulose does over fiberglass, I don't know if you, if you ever get into a, a cellulose attic that's a year or two old. It almost feels like it it develops a crust mm-hmm. on it. Now, cellulose will settle a little bit more than than fiberglass. So typically, we want when we're blowing in cellulose for end goals in R fifty, we're going to blow in uh, closer to an R sixty because we know it will settle a little bit more over time. But uh, the attic air sealing and the, the density of it, where air movement isn't allowed to move through it. Not not nearly as much as fiberglass. Fiberglass acts way more like a filter than any of the other types of insulation. But if if I had my choice, it'd be spray foam. My second choice would be blowing in cellulose. All right. Here's one that I said is right up your alley. Texter wants to know, what is your experience with houses with wood foundations we are considering purchasing from a reputable Minnesota builder? Have you worked with wood foundations? Not yeah. only have you worked, 
That's, that's the, it's in your house. It's it's in the house. I honestly, my my earliest remodeling memory I have is Dad having my house, my house I live in now, up on stilts while he's putting in a new wood foundation basement. Uh, we had a crawl space before that, and I, you know, I do live on on top of hill, but in this particular basement and the ones that we've done for other customers, I believe the moisture control that you have with these types of basements is easier with a good drain tile system and from a, a musty smell that sometimes concrete can have, like concrete block, if, if you live in a, like a clay-type soil, it just seems like that just never goes away without treating the air quality or having a really good dehumidification system running down there. But I, uh, I've never, I, I don't see the drawback on wood basements like, like other people, especially when done properly. What kind and of wood is used? I never asked you that. It's, it's, it's a treated wood. It is a treated yeah, wood. Yeah, it's going to become Natural. in contact with soil, and, and yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be a treated basement. And, and it's not like it's, 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 it's holding up the entire house. There's still a foundation that it's resting on. So it's a, I believe, uh, and from finishing your basement off standpoint, and having it more like a, a livable space, like the rest of your house is, it's just a, it's an easier thing to do. When I when I put that egress window in the basement, way easier to cut that in with a wood basement than, than going in with concrete. I guess, yeah. And it's a much faster thing to do. So I don't see any drawbacks with it. It certainly would not uh, stop me from buying a home, especially if that home was built by, like you said, a, a reputable Minnesota builder. Sure. Uh, can one a texture says can one window in a, uh, uh, a bow window be repaired. Uh, one of the operating windows will not shut tight. There's a draft coming through. Maybe the locking me- mechanism. Uh, possibly. It all really depends on who the manufacturer of of that bow window is. I can tell you this: if it's any of the manufacturers that we work with, like our Season Guard, our that's our vinyl line on windows. I can always get parts, always get things replaced, and it has a lifetime warranty. So if this was happened to our window, it'd be fixed for free. The infinity window, we can always get parts for that. We just, like I told you guys last week, we just have never had a warranty claim on an infinity window yet, so we uh, we haven't had to deal with that. But if it's built by Marvin, Anderson, or Pella, chances are we can find the parts for it and 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 fix it. Now, um, those costs might make a customer look at replacing the entire window if this window is is older than, you know, maybe 15 years old, uh, I would highly recommend at least entertaining the idea of replacing the entire unit because in the long run, I think you're going to be much better off. Now, if this is a five-year-old window and it's just uh, for whatever reason you're having a manufacturer defect, by all means, let's fix it. So it, it really does depend. The right answer would be maybe. <laughs> it depends. Yes. Uh, and you've seen changes uh, just in window uh, manufacturing in the last Ten years, let's say. Uh, anything on the, that's going on in our house is, is made better. Um, in fact, I think it's uh, I see stuff coming down the coming coming at us in the last two months that tells me manufacturers are making things better. People are coming out with new and innovative materials and designs all the time. So it uh, it definitely if it's if it's older than five years, the ones made today are probably better. Uh, and. I'm, I'm not sure. I won't press you on this, but I mean, there, maybe next season or maybe next year we're talking about decks. You will have done more research on the, this uh, newer, uh, maybe not newer product, but another product. Yeah, and, and, and here's what we're finding out. Uh, all these newer products, um, you know, where we live, 
it might not be the best application for mm. them with with expand, expansion contraction rates are the number one thing that we're we're trying to take a look at here. And if it's going to expand too much and contract too much because of our hundred degree swings, it's probably not the right thing for you. Azek though, pretty stable product. We're using it all the time and had really good luck with it. We'll keep asking you. All right, Andy, we'll have another show next week. What do you say? Yes, sir. Good deal. Uh, if you want to get in touch with Linda's Construction, one eight hundred Leafguard.